Kim, it's starting to get cold here and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it either. I am such the beach girl that and summer girl that man, when winter comes, I I want to hibernate. Mm, so we do this thing here where we've got two seasons. We've got summer, which is incredible, right? Like you got to come check out a Pacific Northwest summer. It's beautiful. It's not humid. It's like in the low 80s, you know, high 70s, low 80s all summer long. And then it just rains for nine months straight. So we've got summer and we've got Prozac. So it's not uh, <laughs> not a good time for about nine months. And that is uh, rapidly onsetting. So we've got yeah. the the cold rain going on. We've got the wind. I lost power a few nights ago. That sucked. Oh, oh, no. We see all four seasons here. Like fall is, even though I hate the cold, it's probably one of my favorite times of the year because the leaves and it changing, it's absolutely gorgeous here. And then the summer is beach weather because I live 10 minutes from the beach. And then winter, we can see blizzards. We can see snow. We can see sleet, freezing grain. It's not fun. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. So uh, at least you guys have the the sandy beaches there. We've got the uh, the rocky kind of dangerous to walk on type of beaches. Really? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, no. When when people think of beaches in like the West Coast, they're thinking like Southern California or something. Not where I live. Oh no, you can lay out in the sand and sunbathe all you want here. Yeah, I mean you could do that, but you'd probably get cut up pretty bad. <laughs> so, uh. Kim, we got a we've got an interesting show. We got a good show. I am so excited about tonight because I have like mad respect for each and every person as hustlers that are going to come on and we're really going to talk about how to make money in this gig economy and you know, I feel like we're going to learn from some of the best out there. Some of the highest paid drivers out there specifically. Yeah. So, and Kim, I've been at this for what, three and a half years now. I think you've got me beat by a little bit. And something that I've learned in my time driving is that you can learn something from just about anybody. So like, just when I think I know it all, you know, I, I hear something brilliant. I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Oh, I say that all the time. I say, you know, the best ways of continuing to learning is honestly YouTube, right? It's stations like it's, you know, Rideshare Guy, it's other, you know, YouTube channels. Like I still watch channels faithfully all the time because mm -hmm. there's always so much. And not only that, these apps are always changing. Like, I feel like you blink your eye and they change. I just went through a major change with DoorDash tonight before he even got on. So, uh, never know what's what, going to happen. What changed? And by time, baby. <laughs> Boo! Boo! So, I, I, <laughs> well, I might I might get crucified by by some of the lovely folks on tonight, who knows. I guess we're going to find out. So, uh we've got what, six guests? Um, yeah, we do. So that's going to be an, a jam-packed show. Uh, so why don't we not waste any more time and uh, let, let's start bringing these folks on. And Kim, I'll let you introduce them. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to bring on Red from Gig Wars Official. Um, we met Red in Colorado, so I'm excited that she's here today. We've actually met almost everybody in Colorado here today, which is actually pretty cool that we've met everybody in person. So Red is a complete sweetheart, too. She she was just a joy to be around, awesome to, to hang out with, and great to get to know. So 
Okay, with that being said, hey, Red. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us tonight, Red. Thank you so much for having me and the team. So tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, which apps you're on, uh, what you do for Gig Wars Official. So obviously I'm Red. Uh, I work in the Philadelphia suburb market. I started gig work in the 2020 during the pandemic. I was a laid off restaurant manager and wanted to get out of the house and found out that I love it and actually make more money than I did at my W2. So here I am and uh, absolutely a blast. Okay. And which apps are you on? I am on just about every app. Uh, my main is DoorDash, um, Instacart. I do not have shipped. I think that's the only one I don't have. Walmart, Spark, Curry. Um, oh my God, I'm at a loss right now. Uh, Uber, Lyft. I don't do much ride share. I do those when they have promos. Um, um, mostly uh, food delivery. My two favorite apps are Instacart and DoorDash. Okay. All right. And out of the two, if you had to pick one, which would you say you consistently make the most on? DoorDash. Okay. All right. Cool. And what do you do for the Gig Wars official team? So uh, that's my channel. And um, really, it was just about hanging out, having people come with me while, while I'm working so I was no longer alone and but I started doing competitions because I'm competitive in nature and it was just fun and it wasn't just me having fun everybody else was having fun too and um, we started with a scoreboard that actually Cody can tell you more about because he's the one who who did it um, but we knew that as we were growing, sorry fast forward a little bit I met Gary, and now we have an app. So uh, Gig Wars Official is all about friendly competition to have fun while we work and motivate you to make just a little bit more money. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks. And you guys have a really killer team there, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'm probably, if they could get rid of me and replace me, they'd do even better. Uh, so uh, we see the numbers you guys post. So I'm just like, what am I doing with my life? Like uh, you guys blow most drivers way out of the water. So looking forward to the conversation tonight. So what do you, I know you launched in Canada, right? This pet was it this past week or the week before, and you have something else coming up. So why don't you talk to us about where you're launching and what's coming up? Uh, so actually, when we went to Denver, the app was technically available in Canada, but we didn't do any promotion on it um, until recently. And um, we have a handful of Canadians on the app. Um, I'm aware of at least seven or eight, maybe even more. Uh, I do have an influencer in Canada. Uh, he's primarily on TikTok, but he does have a YouTube following also um, and some Instagram. But he was doing competitions in Canada. And when he explained to me what he was doing to keep track, I was like, oh, my God. Anyway, this app makes his life so much easier. And to officially launch the app in Canada, we are going to war this weekend. So the, the Gig Wars official team, the six drivers that you are all going to meet tonight, 
versus we did allow seven drivers in um, on the Canadian team because we had another one and we didn't want to deny anybody the fun, right? So come on, go ahead. You have seven. We're not worried. We're still going to beat you. Um, <laughs> we got to we got to correct for inflation. Yeah. So, the, the conversion um, rate. The, it, the event is already scheduled in the app. All drivers are logged in. And so this Saturday, it's a 24-hour award. It begins at 12 o'clock Eastern time and goes through 11.59 um, for each of us in our own time zone. So theoretically, the war actually goes on for, what, 25, 26 hours because we've got felon in California and Hawaii, obviously in Hawaii. Um, the event will be live streamed on the Gig Wars official channel, so we encourage everybody to come hang out with us in the chat. All drivers will be on panel um, for the duration of the war. Some of the Canadians might join in too. Uh, because we're going to have so many people on panel, we're not going to display the score like on the live stream as we usually do. So to follow us in real time, um, because it will be real time. The American team has a schedule for inputting our numbers. So each of us have to put our numbers in at least once an hour. So like I go at the top of the hour, then Cray at 10 after and so forth. So those numbers are gonna be ever changing. So in order to follow the score, you got to download the app, and it's right there on the main page because it's an official war. Um, so we would love to have you guys all, like, cheering us on and talking a little bit of smack against Canada. <laughs> I got I to say, I, I love the... I love the rivalry between the U.S. and Canada. Uh, half half my family is in uh, Canada, so I, yeah. I think that that kind of exists in my family a little bit. It's always like the U.S. versus Canada. Zach, you don't understand. The reason we launched in Canada first is because I am Canadian, so I'm going against my own people. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so Fair before enough. we before we bring everybody else on, so what market are you? You're in. Are you in Philly, right? Okay. Always <laughs> live. <laughs> Always Sorry. live. I lost my earbud. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, and which market are you in? Me? I'm in the Philadelphia suburbs. That's All right, cool. So, Kim, who do we have up next? Okay, so we'll bring it. We'll just kind of go in order. So, up first is Gigan. How are you? Oh, good. How are you guys? We are good. good. Thanks for joining. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, yeah, quickly tell us a little bit about yourself. If you have any uh, social media you want to plug, uh, which apps you're on. Yeah, so I am Josh Gig in the Great North on YouTube. Um, that's the been in the YouTube space a while, but that's my gig channel. Um, I work full time doing W two work as a quality control engineer, and then I do about forty to fifty hours of gig work on top of that. Um, Mostly Amazon Flex is my big one, and then DoorDash, Uber Eats, Instacart, um, Spark, Curry, Roadie, Para, and Delivered. So you were like literally just all over the freaking board there. Yeah. Okay, cool. And never, which market are you? Never done rideshare, but Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Cool. So another so big we have city. The, just... the Midwest covered. Huh? <laughs> right on. <laughs> so, and out of those apps, if you had to pick just one, which would you say is your favorite? Flex. 
Okay. All right, I'm, cool. I'm very blessed. Uh, our base rate is actually $24 an hour, where a lot of markets is only 18 Okay. And I can fairly consistently get about $30 an hour plus on my blocks when they surge. I'm jealous okay. because I've been on the wait list for Flex for a year and a half to two years, and I can't get on. So now, I'm jealous. Let me ask you this. If you're doing a Flex run, can you multi-app like a DoorDash along the way if it lines up? I mean, technically I could. Um, I'd rather knock it out than be... Because tr- most of the time when you get a, a set of packages, they're in a, a couple neighborhoods. So versus leaving the neighborhood to go do a pickup and then coming back, it, I'd rather knock it out and be done. Like I had a four-hour block tonight, 30 stops that once I got to the first one, I had it done within an hour. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, right, then I cool. was on my way back home and I was trolling DoorDash back to here. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> Who do we have up next, Kim? Okay, we're going to bring up Cody next. Um, hey, guys. How are you all doing? What's hey up, Cody? Cody? How are you? Good to see you again. Zach. So, I'm Cody. I am the producer over at Gig Wars. I do a lot of the stuff you see behind the scenes. I, I keep things held together and stuff from back there and stuff um at the beginning i was basically a scoreboard too so people would have to like text me or mention in the chat or holler hey cody add this to my numbers add this add that and it was all being put in on a google sheet like spreadsheet thing and then i was cap screen capturing that to display it to people and then gary came along and you know now we're to this nice app that we got now so you were kind of like doing it bookie style there for a bit. For a little bit, yeah. Yep. Okay. Pretty much. All right. And Cody, which apps are you on, man? I have a whole list. Uh, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, Deliver That, Delivered, Parworks, uh, Curry. I'm missing some. Uh, Brody. Uh, some I don't use as much. Um there's a few other ones there. Um, can't think of what they are. But my main one out of them is I use DoorDash a lot, but Curry and Deliver That seems to be almost over. Starting to, it like DoorDash about two months ago was about 80% of my income. And now I would say it's down to about 50. And Curry and, Curry and Deliver That have taken over those spots and actually has increased a little bit more. With that. So Curry is one of those apps that a lot of people haven't heard of. Uh, do you mind giving just a brief uh, high-level overview of Curry? It's a last-mile delivery app. Basically, from my experience, this is it's paint, stuff going to construction sites. It could be integration between stores and stuff. Most of the ones I've carried was paint, and I had one that was a uh, electrical equipment that was going to a, the local electric company and at, from my what it looked like to me is they were building the transformers you see up on the poles and stuff and it was for these metal pieces that they were needing at the last minute and that was one of the most recent ones i've done okay it seems like to be the last minute stuff that people need very quickly for the most part from what so- i okay. I got a text from uh, a friend of the show, and uh, actually, you know what? You guys probably met him in in Denver, uh, Nathaniel, and he sent me a screenshot of a curry run that he was offered a couple days ago, 
it was picking up in Vancouver, Washington. So like right by Portland and it was driving it to, uh, I was supposed to go to, I believe Ottawa, uh, Ontario in Canada. This run was paying $4,000. What? $4,000. So it was, it was working out to be about two bucks a mile. So if you guys haven't heard of Curry yet, there, there typically is a wait list, but check it out. It's one of those apps that's not really oversaturated yet. And there's because some they, killer money. They're very choosy on how much, how many they bring mm-hmm. on to each area. Can we get uh, Cray Cray on here next? I know she mentioned she may not be able to stay for the whole show. So let's yep, let's get her on here. And... Hi, Cray what's going Cray. on, Cray Cray? Hey, what's up, everybody? How's it going? Good. Thank you for joining us. So, no problem. Oh, really quick. I'm so sorry. Cody, which market are you in? Uh, I'm in Southern Illinois, but I'll typically say I'm like in the St. Louis market because St. Louis is like 50 miles from me. Okay, cool. But and your I, market's I work, smaller, right? Yeah. I work in two different markets. One is I typically work in the suburb areas of St. Louis, but on the Illinois side. But there's some small town markets that's near closer to me that I'll work also. So I okay. both sides where I've been in more of the suburbish area and then to the small town, 10,000 people type stuff or less. Okay, cool. Cray Cray, okay, which apps are you on? <laughs> um, hi, I'm Cray uh, Cray Nay. I'm um, the Gig Wars official brand ambassador, as you can see, I'm representing tonight. Um, Kimmy's got a merch store. Check it out. Um, I'm in a Jacksonville, Florida area. Um, I'm just like Cody. Um, I'm a big multi-apper, uh, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, um, Delivered. Deliver that, Curry, Roadie. I just got on GoPuff, um, Paraworks, and I'm pretty sure I'm missing a couple, but yeah, Amazon Flex. I mean, yeah, I'm all over the board. And I have a full-time W-2 that I work tonight. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you said Jacksonville? Jacksonville, Florida. Yes. Okay, cool. All right. Who do we have next? Okay. We're going to bring on Dash and Felon on next. What's going on, brother? Hi, Dash and Felon. How are you? Oh, you're muted. You're muted. Uh, I'm the Dashing Felon. Uh, my name is Nick. Uh, my YouTube channel, channel is at Dashing Felon. And I do uh, gig work like pretty much full time. And I do DoorDash primarily, but I also multi app when I use Walmart, Smart, Spark, Roadie, Delivered, Deliver That, Shipped. And I'm on the wait list for the rest, or I've been declined because of my record because I'm called the Dashing Felon because I do have a record. Okay, and, and uh, what man? Let me tell you, it's it's not it's not about the past; it's about the future. Exactly. So, and which market are you in? I I live in Southern California. I'm a little north of LA. I you do in the suburbs of North LA. Okay, cool. And out of all of the apps you're on, which is your uh, favorite? Would you say DoorDash is like my primary earner, just because it's the most reliable in my market, uh, but. Uh, I've been getting getting a lot of earnings from just a couple orders of delivered or deliver that after my DoorDash shifts because I like to get out of my DoorDash shifts usually out of the way in the morning except for a couple hours at night. But okay, yeah. So 
I, I'm like low key jealous of all of the uh, catering apps, so I can't get any of those in my market. So really, you, you can't are... get any of them. Not that I'm aware of. Not even Para works. And... No Para. Well, I've been harassing Steve and David. Okay. I've been I've been harassing if it, them. If it helps, I, it I haven't... literally. I say if it helps, it literally just got to my market like a month ago. So it's brand yeah. new to my market, and I'm loving life. So if you can nice. get it in your market, <laughs> do it. Okay. Uh, we've got one more person. One more. Yeah. So uh, this is a gentleman that uh, we've had on the show before. Boots, what's up, man? You're muted too, bro. <laughs> what's going on, yo? What's going on? Man, happy to have you. Um, I think the chat was well. um, taking bets if you were going to be working. <laughs> <laughs> well, yep. But, um, uh, of course, I am the actual life Hawaii. Uh, everybody calls me Boots. I am the hundred and fourteen thousand dollar DoorDash driver out of Hawaii. DoorDash is my only app. I don't work any only app, uh, any other apps. Of course, my market is Hawaii. Um, Honolulu, uh, Oahu, primarily, and uh. I've been doing uh, some photo shoots, magazine articles, and podcasts I have lined up. I'm also on Instagram at Dasher Life Hawaii. I have a Facebook page at Six Fig Dasher, and I am on TikTok as the Six Fig Dasher. Okay, cool. So oh, I we do have another Facebook page too. My other Facebook page, which is my main page, is, is Ronald C. I for Life Coleman. So I'm on okay. that page. And we had such a good discussion when we had you on last time. The The chat was popping. Everybody wanted to ask questions, had opinions. So uh, we're, we're going to do that, but we're going to do it on a much bigger scale tonight. Uh, okay. So let's let's jump into um, something that the media specifically has been talking about a lot lately. Um, Kim, we've been seeing news stories about the pop-up. Uh, on DoorDash specifically, that says uh, that basically tells the customer if they don't tip that their order might be delayed. So I, I'm just curious to uh, you know whoever wants to to chime in on that. Do you guys think that's that's a good thing, a bad thing? I think it's a good thing. I don't know that we're gonna feel any effects from it um, because people who aren't gonna tip. They're just not going to tip. I can tell you that I personally did that recently when I was on my way home from Canada a few weeks ago, and it was very irritating for me not to tip that dasher. Like, I had to go through several, several steps. Now, obviously, we all knew I was going to tip for cash, but I was doing an experiment, and I received my food on time, uh, hot, uh, I made it a hand it to me at a hotel. Like, I did everything possible to make this order not show up. Nope, it showed up. It was a brand new dasher under 30 delivery. So, not only did she get a very generous cash tip, but she got a lefty too because I had a little conversation. Like, please don't do this. <laughs> that shit you just did just now, don't do it again. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I mean, so I just firsthand experienced it that 
not tipping your driver does not have a negative effect on your experience. Yeah. I'm Roy. I'm Ron. Ron? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to mute Ron okay. <laughs> until okay. he comes back. So, uh, all right. Um, I'm going to throw out my perspective on this real quick. And, and anybody who wants to, to counter me or, or jump in after, please feel free. So, my market just took a two dollar, uh, or excuse me, a seventy-five cent reduction in uh, base pay. We went from two seventy-five to two dollars. So, and along with that, we're seeing uh, doubles uh, as low as one, you know, one dollar per order. So, two dollar doubles. So they they did this right as they were rolling that out nationally. Okay. So uh, basically, they're they're widening that gap between what they're paying and what they're expecting the customer to make up. So, do I think it's a start? Absolutely. Right. Like, I don't want to deal with non-tipping customers. It's a huge portion of our income. But at the same time, I also think that it would be perfectly reasonable for, uh, you know, DoorDash to pay like a $5 base pay. I think I'm with you on that. I really am. I, I also think it's it's kind of like a way for them to, like you say, the base pay. I, I noticed that too. My base pay went from 250 and 225 depending on which market I'm in, down to 2 now I am still seeing majority orders with the old 225, 250 base pay, but they slipped that one in there. But I have noticed a lot of 50 cent dollar fifty tips on higher mm. base pay orders recently. And that my assumption is maybe it's that message. So you're getting maybe 50 cents or a dollar fifty out of the people, which I guess is a tip, but you know, it's not a tip tip, you know. So, so yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's the right, to me, it just seems like they're, if you don't pay more, you're going to get less service than the person who does pay more. They're trying to tell the customer, but some people maybe will feel guilty and will tip, Mm -hmm. which I think is what I'm seeing on those lower ones that a little guilt comes in, but I don't know if it's going to make a big difference in the long term. I think it's just maybe a short term thing. See, I think the opposite. I think that if someone is choosing not to tip that no matter if you get a notification or not, they're still going to choose to not tip because that's what they were originally going to do anyway. So I said I want to see the statistics like a week, a month in just to see how many people turned around to actually tipping. I agree with Kim, uh, but I also think that there's some people that like, as some people said in the chat, uh, that they don't want to tip in advance. Um, so I think that maybe putting that notification there might in put give them an incentive to put like a little three, four dollar tip in to get, make their order a little more presentable and maybe give the cash tip at the end if their service was good. You see what I mean? Like I, I could see that a lot. I see we could be getting more of those orders because right now we're declining those orders because we're just assuming there's no tip at the end, you know. So it could be a good thing for us people that like pick through our orders. That's what I think. And I, think I have a great. question. Yeah. I have a question for you guys. Um, I ordered off of Uber Eats tonight for dinner. And when it went to the tipping screen, it said, it's raining outside, be generous. Anybody seen that? I've seen something similar. 
You have, okay, because I haven't seen it before, even when it was raining. So I didn't know if it was new or if uh, other people had seen that, but I was just like, wow. And they were, it, they were pretty straightforward about it. They didn't beat around the bush, you know. So, yeah. Real quick. Oh, sorry. Thank you, Lucas. Why should Dasher get a base pay if you volunteer to be a 1099 worker? You want W-2 benefits that will only affect overall regulations of your career path on all platforms. I'd love to take that one. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, we're using our own vehicles. We're using our own gas. We're on our own time and not making an hourly rate. So if you want somebody to provide a service that you could have otherwise done for yourself, then that's base pay. I, you know, I always say that I wish, and I think we all say this all the time, is if they would just raise base pay, if, you know, it would stop a lot of conversations we have with each other and other dashers, right? It would solve a lot of problems, but we will never, I, I honestly believe we will never see a base pay increase. I think we're only going to see it decreasing because that's how they're making their money. Or disappear. Or disappear. I, um, I have several opinions on this topic. First, I want to ask the question, do you guys feel that with the props and the hourly wages that they have, is that the reason why base pay dropped? You're, you're talking specifically like earned by time, right? No, not earn by earn time, earn by time as one, but then you got Prop 22 out in California, then whatever they did with Uber out in New York. So I asked that question because if they have to pay those drivers, do they, do you think that it affects us as a whole with the base pay dropping? And that's why we're seeing a drastic drop. I think it affects the companies as a whole, but I think also the drop nationwide that's padding them to actually be profitable for their stockholders. I have a comment on this because I live in California uh, and, and I have Prop 22. So there is a little bit of regulations on my apps and, and stuff. Uh, so like, but so all, overall, I think Prop 22 is a great thing, but the reason why I don't think it affected the the uh the companies so much so that dasher life hawaii is saying is because they put in the law in prop 22 that the con that the companies could pass on that as a service fee under taxes right so uh like every single order on doordash whether you have the, the dash pass or not has a service fee that's a couple bucks to like up to like five i've seen it as high as five bucks on my orders and i don't order a lot you know and uh so there's a there's a service fee for orders and uh and that was they were able to pass the costs on like that so i think but the only way they regulated the apps is that i can't like dirty multi-app i can't pick up an uber eats order and a doordash order at the same time because they're paying me for my active time earned by time basically well when it comes to the tipping thing is it's basically those that will and those that won't um I what I do at night, I when I get done with my orders or my day or my shift, I go in and I go to my earnings and I look at every order. And every order that I have, 
always has a tip on it. It may not be the tip that everybody expects, but it has to tip on it. And as a driver, I, I can't say I don't get no tip, no trip, because if I got a base pay of of four dollars and then I get a tip of 16, I know somebody's going to say it's your market, it's your zone. I understand that. But I will be lying saying that I don't get tips. So do I want a little extra sometimes? Yes. But does it always require to someone's financial state? No. So when it comes to the tip, tipping, even even the post, the post has been out since we left Denver. It has been out about six months, maybe four to six months. And only reason people started talking about it is because it hit national news. But when mm-hmm. it first came out, Sir Elizabeth did a story on it and no, everybody was quiet about it. But that, that message has been out since about four or six months and customers still going to tip. They have, even though they may have seen it then, it wasn't a problem until it hit the national news. Some whoever's going to tip you are going to tip you, whether they tip you in cash or whether they tip you on the app, they're going to tip. Really quick. I want to, uh, sorry. Um, before we get too far into this, um, I want to thank, uh, 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 Dante Clark, I believe Dante and, uh, Thomas. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Um, and I want to come back to Lucas's question. Thank you again, my friend, uh, at the end of the show. So let's, uh, let's jump into another topic if we can segue here. So each one of you makes a substantial amount of money. You guys post your numbers publicly and you guys rake it in. What tip would you give? Uh, what, what advice would you give to somebody uh, when they say it's slow? Um, for me, it's all about adjusting. For me, it's all about adjusting. Um, I don't work um, close to my house because by my house, it's all fast food and I'm not getting tipped off fast food. So I make that adjustment and I actually drive um, between 40 and 45 minutes away from my house to a better market where um, it's a higher income level neighborhoods. And um, I don't see that many no tip offers or low ball offers or whatever um, here. That's all, all, I, all I saw when I, I tried to you know, do close to home out of convenience. Um, so it's, it's all about adjusting, um, if you're able to go out and explore different neighborhoods, um, where, you know, if, if you're in a lower income neighborhood and, um, just go out and explore and find out what works for you. I had to do quite a bit of exploring and, um, just finding out, um, where the restaurants are, where the higher volume restaurants are, the higher price restaurants are that are on DoorDash. I use my DoorDash app just to explore um, those places. And, you know, it works out for me in the end. And, you know, it's a little bit of work doing that research, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm better off for it because I, I make a, a lot more money and see more consistently. You know, like I'm in the large order program. Yeah, I get those, you know, um, pretty, at least a few of those orders throughout the day and I'm only part-time. So um, I would that's the advice that I would get. So when you say the DoorDash app, just to clarify, do you mean the DoorDash customer mm-hmm. app to see like what's around and what's yes. open? Yep. All right. That yep. so because they're, they're consistently adding restaurants like all the time. Pay pay attention to that, people. That is 
a huge wealth of knowledge. Don't don't the hotspots in the app are one thing, but the Dasher app is going to show you what is actually open, available, and likely going to be busy because they're running promotions. Yeah, that's the biggest part too. Open for people that work late and early. And those promotions. That's where a lot of the orders are going to be now. They're at a a restaurant that's normally slow and they have a big promotion. Go the opposite way. Don't sit next to the wing stop if it's if it's slow and you don't want to be waiting for an order to be finished or something for a half an hour to 45 minutes. Because if you sit there, I guarantee they're going to send you every order they possibly can from there. And you're going to be having to decline and sift through that stuff to get that better order. Okay. Yeah. So I also, anyone? when I look at the DoorDash app, I just real quick, I, with, when I look at the DoorDash app, I do it almost every night for like what time closing times are. But I look at also the wait times at the restaurants to see how busy they are. So I know if orders are coming into the, those restaurants. So I know to go to that restaurant, no, not go to that restaurant, where the own personal hotspots are for different restaurants. Yeah. So, and something else that uh, Cray Cray said really kind of hit home with me too. So, you said that you drive forty-five minutes to not be around a bunch of fast food, and that's something that a lot of drivers don't think about, right? Like, if your market only offers fast food, you're going to get fast food pay. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, you know, everybody knows this. Uh, you know, every every market is unique. Every market is different, and in mine. Most drivers will wait at the mall or they'll like go downtown or something like that. And and you just, they're all clusterfucked together. You know, you've got 20 drivers waiting at the mall for an order. And I'm like three miles away, like two, three miles away. And I'm positioned in an area that has fewer places to pick up from. But every place that I'm near is like higher end. And uh, there's like, I'm typically the only driver that's waiting. In, in that like mile, well, maybe not mile, but in that immediate vicinity. So when something comes through, I get it. Yeah, I'm, lo- I'm looking for sushi restaurants, Thai restaurants, um, uh, the higher end mom and pop places, the higher end pizza joints. You know, I'm doing that research and you know, it, it pays off for me. Yeah, I don't I don't stay by the, the pizza hut or, or all that. And and the McDonald's and I, everybody knows I hate Popeyes. I won't do it. I won't do it. You know, I me neither. It can be a giant. Yeah, um, it's just horrible. So um, that place that I actually work out of has very minimal fast food at all. Maybe one Taco Bell. That's it. So, so essentially, yeah. what I'm hearing you say is you're working like you're you're kind of outsmarting other drivers in a way. Not not to be a dick towards anybody, but essentially you're outsmarting you're thinking logically what is going to pay more and where can i be to make that happen yeah and also like you guys said pay attention to the promotions so um it doesn't it it pays off um especially if you're on the catering apps you can get those um catering offers to as fill-ins right for when the days are slow on doordash when the days are slow on uber eats those apps just aren't going off but then you get uh, one or, you know, me, I, I get at least one a day, if not two or three. My biggest stack I've ever had was four caterings in a day. So um, if that's my advice also as fill-ins is research those catering, catering apps delivered, deliver that, uh, para, para works and, and yeah, so um, 
always have a, a plan to make consistent amounts of money um, for when it is slow. You know, always have those other apps on the back burner to rely on and, and um, in, in, you know, just in case there's like a, a slowdown during the day. Not every Monday or Tuesday is going to be profitable, but Monday and Tuesday are the two busiest days for the catering apps in the week. So just some advice. I, I have a tip for when it's slow uh, that I like to do is uh, this is like uh, with food delivery, like DoorDash is probably like where it's like going by like hotspots and GPS and stuff uh, where like I if I if I notice that it's like getting slow in my area, like the hotspots refreshed a couple times or whatever, I'll like drive in a roundabout way around my my area. You know, and I won't go to like necessarily hot spots and on my path, you know, but I'll go to a hot spot. And then because I have a wild theory that DoorDash sends you more orders when you're moving. Right. But because uh, <laughs> it seems to happen like that. But also on your way to the hot spot, if you're passing restaurants, I take a path that passes restaurants that aren't in hot spots. Right. So no one's parked near them. And, and so then you'll, you'll like, your, your phone will be like an order magnet sometimes and yank an order that's all just place driving by. And then that's what I like to do if it's slow. I think there's some truth. I, w- I want to get to boots here in a second. I think he was raising his hand a minute ago, but uh, I, w- I think that there's some truth to what you're saying, because I think we've all had that moment where we get frustrated. We're like, screw this. I'm going home. You start moving. And then all of a sudden you get, you know, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grab, you know, they all start going off all at once. Yeah. Uh, Boots, okay, were you? Uh, that's what I was gonna say. Just I stay, I, I constantly stay moving. Even if I'm in a hot spot, I'll ride around like, like the restaurants, like a felon said, and I'll stay in the parameters of the hot spot so I can connect to all the restaurants. And nine times out of ten, you're going to get a hit. You're sitting there, ten other drivers are sitting there, or in that, you're there in that vicinity. It all is all is all going to come down to the numbers of the drivers that you're around. So if the driver around you have the numbers that are higher than yours, you're on you're you're most likely going to get some trash orders while they get the best best offer possible. So when it gets slow for me, I just either toggle back and forth. I toggle on the shop and pay, and I toggle it off. Once I toggle it on, I get a shopping order. I'll go. I might go do it, or I might not, and then I'll turn it back off, and the orders are still come back in. So it's all about the person. Like when you when you're doing the apps, it's all about the person not getting frustrated because it's slow, or they consider it slow and try to push through it. I want to put Cody on the spot for a minute, if if we can. Uh, is, do you have uh, something specific that you do when you think it's slow, um, or or have these folks uh, covered it pretty well? When it gets slow for me, I I. What are we defining as slow? When you're just sitting around waiting for an order, and and I'm asking you specifically because you're in a smaller market. Well, when I'm in the smaller markets and it gets slower, the you, I hate to say it, it's usually patience. And it picks up when it's in a really small market. Now, if I'm closer in the suburbish areas that I'm going to also, I there's four zones. So I'll switch zones. I'll go to another zone, work there for a little bit. I've learned in my area, though, and this ain't going to help a lot of other areas, but it might a little bit. I've learned that at certain times of the day, there's 
there's going to be these slowdown times in some areas, but not in others. If everybody is crowding and like some are saying is crowding and waiting for an order and it is a slow two o'clock in the afternoon, two 30 in the afternoon, don't expect to get an order, go where the people are not at. And that's what I'll do. There's areas where, you know, I, there's areas that no people will ever want to deliver or travel in. And whenever I, I can go there at those slow times and I'll typically get decent orders, but it's when it gets to be more around the dinner time and other times I can go back into the areas where I prefer to be. So yeah, there's the prefer to be area, the comfort level. I can, you know, I can't really work directly from my home. The closest area to me is about 20 minutes away. And then, and when I want to work there, yeah, it's going to be slow. You get lucky sometimes with shopping. You can enter multi-app. As many apps that is available in an area, if it's slow, they all need to be on. And people say, well, it's too much. You can't handle that. Well, that app that you're wanting to work, it's just slow right now. You need to break out another one or be willing to go elsewhere at times. I was going to actually ask you guys this, like during slow times, and I'm talking like mid-afternoon, even sometimes like mid-morning when food delivery isn't popping, what apps do you use as a multi-apper to keep the wheels going? Is it Instacart? Is it, you know, catering? What do you, what do you use during the slow times? What I do is I, I'm typically either trying to record on my phone at the same time, which inevitably DoorDash always goes off when I'm trying to record every time. <laughs> um, or I'm tapping on Amazon waiting for blocks to surge. But yeah, most of the time I'm like in between because I can take my laptop for my W2 anywhere. So I can work on the road, go do like I did a catering order today, then went and worked my W2 stuff. And then once DoorDash started going off in the afternoon, I put that away and started doing DoorDash. That's um, some he's pointing out catering orders. I was going to say with that, most of these catering orders are scheduled ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you're getting them a day ahead of time. So you can actually revolve your schedule around them is what I usually do. I had two of them today. One was at 830 in the morning. So I am I did a little bit of DoorDash and Uber Eats breakfast. It didn't really make a whole lot for it. But I made that catering order is what paid for that shift. And then lunchtime rolls around. And I started off with that. And then I decided to turn on DoorDash. And the first order they offer me is a catering order after I do another catering. So I ended up doing three catering orders between eight o'clock and noon and already made 200 bucks just because I scheduled two. And then, you know, with DoorDash or any of the on-demand food delivery like that, it's just going to be timing and stuff. There are certain times of the day when typical catering orders will come out. Now, there's always people order a lot of stuff can happen at any time, but there are always mm -hmm. times when they'll typically come out. So, Cody, when you're Boots, you had a thought? Oh, I just use DoorDash. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I was so, going to say that I use DoorDash and then I use mostly Walmart Spark and Roadies CVS pickups as a buffer. And I uh, use the catering apps, too. Cody, I'm curious. When you're driving in a small market, in the small market, well, I guess the actual question is, what's your acceptance rate on DoorDash? It fluctuates. 
I do the top dasher thing for the ability to go online anytime I want to. So, cause in that smaller market, you, even at the 3 PM schedule, I, I like the convenience. If I have stuff I have to do at home at times to go there, I'm dealing with family stuff right now too. And being able to stay close to home at times can be very useful and I can do spark DoorDash, uh, Instacart there. I can't do Uber Eats or Grubhub though, but I can do the others there. And Spark and Door Spark seems to be pretty decent over there. And then DoorDash is this kind of secondary there at times. So, what was the question again? Exactly. I was curious what your acceptance rate is roughly. If I guess that it fluctuates. Uh, okay. Right now, I'm like forty-two percent. Okay. It's the middle of the month, and yeah. Okay. Now. One thing about a, us, every single one of us is a top dasher, and every single one of us is in the LOP, and every single one of us will do anything we have to do those last few days of the month within reason to maintain and, those stats. So that we and most of us are prioritized for shop deliveries. Mm -hmm. That's something I believe actually takes the most priority is the shop and the LOP. Because when I'm at a lower AR, that's all I see. And I like doing shop orders. I actually do. They most of them pay pretty decent. That's where I make a lot of my money from DoorDash, just shopping LOP. And I, when I drop below 50, that's all I see. I do not hardly ever see food orders. I just see shopping order after shopping order after shopping order. And then here's a catering order. Now here's a shop. And yeah, I'm going to see some $2 ones just pop in there that no one wants. So, and then when I get above 50, mm -hmm. I see the, all the fives, the six, the food, short run food orders. I start seeing. So there, I do notice some differences between it. But I like, when I like to do shopping more, I don't really, you know, I figured out that's the best way to be getting the most shopping orders. So I'm curious for anybody who does shopping orders, uh, have any of you guys just had some really weird shit word that you're like, I don't know if I want to check out with this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no. CVS, CVS, they got the KY, the vibrators, the you know, all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, see, I, it's not really checking out that concerns me. It's when I look at the order and see if it's handed to me or leave it at my door, you know? I'm like, sometimes I'm like, these people have the audacity to check, check handed to me when they ordered this shit. I can't even believe it. <laughs> 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 Excuse my French. My, <laughs> my favorite are the substitute. My favorite. My favorite are the substitutions. Like getting a substitutions on one of those items. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just that I don't do a ton of shop and pay orders, but I've never had anything really like, whoa. Really? Uh, well, Walmart, well, Walgreens and CVS here they sell the the, the, the adult toys, so. If you if they do it in your area, you'll get them. You'll if get I had one of them, but the weirdest to me was the seven pregnancy tests. Seven, oh, they like different seven. brands, all the same brand. I, seven of them. Maybe and it, they're and, in and denial. It was, <laughs> and it was going to an apartment. Okay, I, delivered, I had I a twenty dollar target denial. that was three pregnancy tests. That was I great. Had a, I had a delivery sure. with three, <laughs> three with three plan. It was three plan Bs. A pregnancy test and some condoms. <laughs> wow. hey, you know what? All right, I'll tell you what. It sounds like they at least learned from their mistake, though. 
it's uh, yeah, plan a plan b plan c <laughs> See, I, I love shopping delivers because uh, I like run through the stores practically and I know all my stores really well. So like I, I get a shopping deliver that they think I'm going to get done in 30 minutes done in like five or 10, you know? Nice. So I, I'm getting paid like a, a lot more for that shopping delivery than you would think. Cause I'm getting another order right after, you know, like, <laughs> so which app in your guys's opinion is the most underutilized, Wh- which app like, do you think more drivers should just go and get activated on? Or don't say Walmart. it's going to be oversaturated. Wa- Walmart, Walmart, Walmart Spark. <laughs> nah. uh, I, like, I like Roadie for, like I know in my market, at 138, the prescription orders drop. So if I can get like a prescription route, then uh, I know I'm golden. I think my best one done in under an hour and it was 54 hours easy breezy that's what i was about to say roadie since they got the cvs contract it's been nothing but cvs orders on there like nine dollars point five miles nine dollars one mile and their pickup and pickup is always ready uh-huh. the early morning home depot or long run airplane luggage deliveries it's one I, think. I can't get roadie to work in my area at all like it's I, everything i see is like 15 20 miles away and it amazes me because how close i am to like the tri-state area but i can't get anything on roadie by me are you going just off the notifications or are you actually looking at the app no, looking at the map. Mm. Okay, yeah, because yeah, because I, I don't ever get notified for anything in my city ever. I only get notifications yeah. from other cities. I have to look at the app and refresh all the time just to see if I can pick up anything. And I just use this as a buffer. I make like thirty bucks a week off this, maybe. Yeah, I, I still come out because I I live thirty minutes away from the city, so I drive up there every day. I scope them out and I'll try and offer on one before I even leave the house. And then as soon as I, if I get it, then I'm out the door. Something you said struck a chord. Uh, I've looked at Rody and I've seen uh, SeaTac at the, the airport in Seattle. Mm-hmm. You can like, you can keep yourself busy quite literally all day oh, yeah. with those luggage runs. And sometimes those can pay really well. Especially if people are afraid. Of, that's why I do the longer mileage ones because people are afraid to, take that longer run because yeah it is more time but it's all highway 90 percent of its highway and your cost is through the floor especially now that i got the tesla i've been tempted to drive out to seattle and do that just once for one day and just see how i did so the only thing that i could see kind of going sideways is the uh, having to pay for parking how do you get around that it's five bucks for for mine at the airport, and uh, typically Delta and American Airlines they reimburse it right in the app after it yeah. processes. Okay, so that's that, yeah. That, being out the five ten bucks if I go there twice in the day, it's no big deal. Okay, have you ever thought about doing a video on I that? Have... Thought about it. <laughs> Time to edit is my big thing. <laughs> I actually have a question for Red. I feel like, Red, you are like the guru on Instacart. So is there any advice you can give anybody with, like, Instacart or any tips that would make it better for some people to go shopping? Uninstall it. Yeah. Oh. So That's Steve's answer. 
<laughs> that is Steve's answer. <laughs> a trick that I learned on my own, like I have seen no videos about it, but you are taking a gamble, is I will break up a stack. Normally on a stack, like one of them is going to be really far away. And that porter typically has the, the least amount of items. If you message support in the app, they will drop it for you. You keep the one order you want. I've never been burned on this, not once, but your cancellation rate is not affected at all. Now I have the order I want, I do it, and I go. So if you can't... I'm going to have to try I'm that. Not... I did not know that. There's so many orders on the app that are not attractive, right? Because it's it's 12 miles when in reality, the person that lives nine miles away only has three things. So you're not making, they didn't tip well. And the, to do a stack on Instacart, I mean, that additional base pay is what, two or three dollars? That's it. Um, also, if it's a peak pay, like an extra five dollars for the, for the order, if you break it up, you're still getting that full peak pay. Now, when you're doing Instacart, are you are you running Instacart along with DoorDash and like all of the other apps, or are you trying to choose the time of day you're doing one over the other? No, I typically have three apps on at a time, so I run DoorDash, Instacart, and Uber at the same time. Um, Uber Eats is pretty slow for me, and usually I only do Uber Eats if there is a um, surge. Here's another tip that we do. Except for Booth, because he only does DoorDash. So if you have Rideshare in your Uber app, what we do on this team is we turn on Uber Pets. Because hmm. you're almost never going to see an Uber Pet run. But if there is a Rideshare surge and you've got Uber Pets turned on, you are also going to pick up that surge on your delivery order. Really? Yeah. So, okay. Hold on. I got it today for a shopping order. I bought three things. I bought three bananas, a bag of potato chips, and a case of soda. Total trip was four miles. When the guy gave me an additional $5 tip, I made $29.04. So, if I'm so understanding if I'm understanding correctly, if you can do rideshare, enable Uber Pet... And even if and if it starts surging, even if it's a, a delivery, you will still get the surge. Correct. Yeah. Huh. Just taught me something new. I, I have Uber that. X, never even turned it on. Same here. So can you so when it's surging, would it only be surging for like Uber Pet? Or would it be, sorry, sorry for my ignorance, I've never done rideshare, so this I don't know. I'm sorry, can you repeat? My earbud fell out. So when, it, is it surging for Uber Pet specifically, or is it just surging for rideshare? And because, for rideshare. okay, and because Uber Pet is part of rideshare, you're like, so you can have rideshare disabled, but Uber Pet enabled? Correct. Yep. Holy shit. I've only ever received one Uber pet offer ever. That's crazy. I didn't know you could do that. 
listen, one day, my highest, one day, it was a Sunday. It didn't happen. It was only a couple of weeks ago. It kept doing a surge of $30. I made like $120 on Uber like that in, I think, four runs. One of them paid $39.40. That's crazy. Wow. I know. Just real right? quick, I want to. I just want to do some of the super chats real quick. So. Yeah. Thomas, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah serious knowledge. Steve, yeah, with a bunch of E's in there. We'll find all this out. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. So, I'm, I'm just so kind of just blown away. Like yeah. yeah, I think I think most of our minds just went. <laughs> I I remember a trick back in the day. It doesn't work anymore, so I'm not gonna say what it is and get a bunch of people deactivated. But there used to be a way to keep your surge uh, and still get rid of orders. But uh, that's wow, that's crazy. Thank you, Red. Um, You're how do you guys set goals? I have a spreadsheet. Do you have like a specific dollar amount? Uh, you, you have a Cody. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you have Do you have a specific dollar amount in mind uh, that you want to earn for the day, or is it like hour by hour? How How do you guys go about this individually? I have a goal for a day most of the time, and typically during the week, I split it with my wife. Um, okay, it's purely driven by just covering our needs, covering our bills. I'm like okay. that a little bit. I'm paying off. I'm I'm like with gigging. I'm paying off my debt and stuff right now, too. And uh, I have my daily goal, you know, which is two to three hundred bucks. I'd like to make in a day. Well, I'd like to make like five, six hundred bucks. But being realistic, two to three hundred bucks for a realistic goal. But then I have a, a weekly. I have a yearly, and then I have like this is how much I owe and how much can I pay off on it type goal too. So it's, it's, there's short term and very long term goals. I have. I want uh, boots and red to answer this. And then I want to come back to dashing fell in last. Cause I want to ask him the same question with a slight twist. So uh, red, how do you, do you have like a daily goal in mind or like an hourly goal? How do you go about it? Um, I like to make 200 a day. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but I don't stop. So like if I get to the 200, I don't turn my stuff off and go home. I keep working. Um, I work based on what makes me comfortable. I don't like to work in the dark. So now that we've had the time change, I'm coming home usually at like five or five thirty which means I'm supposed to get up earlier and start my day earlier. That hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen. It'll happen next week. Um, but okay. I just, I just, uh, yeah, I'd like to make $200. Um, and so I will, if it's a slower day, I will adjust the orders I take to meet my goal. Right? Like, Seriously, like I don't like to do it. I hate it, but I will take a 425 going three quarters of a mile. And when I started to do that, what I learned was usually they will stack me. 
with another 425 or $5 going about the same distance. So now I'm more at what I would prefer to take eight or nine dollars for two miles. You know, okay. I just I, I, I make modifications based upon how the day is going. Okay, and how about you, Boots? Oh, uh, well, it's uh, just trying to outdo myself. So I'm, I'm only comp my only competition is me. So every day, you know, my, my morning goal is two before two, depending on when I start. But in my mind, it's still two before two. I started at eight o'clock this morning and uh, I still want to make two before two. But I know I need four hours to make $100. So I look at I just want to beat myself. I want to do better the day the, the next day than I did the day before. So that's my goal. Okay. Yeah. I All mean, right. right now I want to do better than I did last year. So I want to make more than 114. I'm going to make more than one four. I'm going to make more than one fourteen. But my goal, like like I said before, my goal was to make a hundred thousand this year. I exceeded that last year, so now I have to exceed my goal last year that I have for myself this year. If it makes any sense. Okay, for sure. And so <laughs> finally, I want to ask the same question to uh, dashing felon but like i said i want to throw a little bit of a twist in there so you're in california so you've got uh prop 22 how do you set goals for yourself and does the prop 22 pay uh affect how you approach your goals the prop 22 pay does not affect how i do anything in terms of goals order acceptance anything like that how i drive nothing uh nothing like that uh i set goals I usually set like the $200, same around $200 day goal. Sometimes I hit it, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I get way over it, but uh, depending on the catering apps I get. And then I like to set like a weekly schedule since I do this full time. I, ha I like to set like a loose schedule in three hour blocks when I think it'll be busy. But sometimes like you'll have to make a call, like drop one out, drop one block because it's not busy and come back out another time, you know, something like that. Um, with DoorDash, I, I, I'm, I'm real strict with it because I, I think it's like, keeps track of this stuff. I like, if I turn it on, I keep track of what time I turn it on. And then if I, I set a goal, like I'll say, I'll set a $25 goal, but like a $20 an hour minimum, like in hours I've been out minimum. Okay. And so if I don't hit that, I stop the app and I, I end it end the dash and then I'll take a, I'll take a break go home, take a break, couple hour break or come back out when it's busy or something like that, you know, and then I'll start it up again. And then I'll notice I'll get better orders the next shift out. And then sometimes now that I've done that so many times and I've done like almost 2000 deliveries on them doing that all the time, I'll notice like I'll about to hit the two hour mark and then it'll send me an order that takes me exactly up to $20. You know, and I'm like, I guess I'll take it, you know, it'll take it, it this will take me 10 minutes and it'll take me up to my minimum, you know, and like, so I think it keeps track of that stuff for real, but that's pretty okay. much it. So do any and... of you guys have, sorry, a business mindset, like, um, what am I trying to say? Like, think like a business, like do you run your days, like you're running a business, I guess is what I'm trying to say. All day long. For the most part, I mean, it, you know, if you if you treat it like a normal job, you're going, you're clocking in, you're clocking out, you're you're limiting yourself. That's the way I feel. If you treat it more like a business mindset, 
sometimes a business is knows when they you know you you call it for a day or you know if you need to push it more because you know if you have people coming in like say you're running a, a just like a normal business where somebody walk comes in and comes out if you have customers that are coming so in our case we have customers that are coming to order food order different products different things outside of food even if they're there and they're willing to order and they have the time that's there yeah you you definitely have to look at it as a business if you look at it like a job well it's five o'clock time to clock out and go home and but i understand also you don't want to be out there 24 hours a day working either some some will some won't so you want to try to accomplish what you want to accomplish in a set time also so i've learned to split that a little bit for myself i have my 200 dollars a day goal so i'll drive 45 minutes to an hour away to make my 200 bucks now once i make 200 bucks i'll come closer to home and i i might still work but i'll be more casual about it i'll be you know not so much so i can be more relaxed about it and not but i'll still continue to make money at times or if i just want to come home i'll come home so what in your guys's opinion is one of the most common mistakes that drivers make not researching and not being willing to experiment in different areas um, i i let doordash takes me takes me take me where it wants some nights I, whenever I finish an Amazon route, I turn on DoorDash there. That's why I do Top Dasher because I never know in which zone I'm going to be in in any given day. And then I just work my way towards my preferred areas. I may find somewhere new. That's me with Curry. I'll do that. Curry will take me on places I've never been. And there's DoorDash zones, different apps, different things there. And I just like to see what shows up. And sometimes you'll find a decent decent spot for a while i i noticed boots said entitlement i i know i, I get what you're you're you don't you have to look for it if you want it you have to work for it you have to look for it the stuff ain't gonna just come to you it really isn't a, a, a lot a lot of a lot of drivers um not not all but a lot of them are stuck in a 2020-2021 era. They don't want to evolve. They want to stay stagnant, and then they want to blame the AI. They want to blame the other drivers. They want to blame content creators, and they feel like they, they, they when I say entitlement, they feel like they're entitled to everything, and that's that's where they downfall. And when I explain it to people, I say through my perspective, through my eyes, through what I go through, I don't say what someone else has done. I don't say Zach and Kimmy did it like this, or I have to do it like that. And I deserve this. I deserve that. No, I do it for me. And most drivers don't do that. They they don't want to like Cray Cray and um, Cody and Gigan said, they'll travel. They don't want to travel. They don't want to go. I, I'm not saying go two hours, three hours, but if you have to, some will, some won't. You know, that's, that's what it is. It all plays a part into that entitlement zone. I've seen a lot of drivers walk into the store, shove the phone in someone's face. Like, that's rude. Yeah, that's rude. You know? Yeah. That's rude. You know, I've seen them come in there yelling at the person. Like, all you got to do is hit unassigned and leave. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, entitlement is the number one problem that most drivers have. 
I think I would say not like um, being flexible or being um, too comfortable. Like they won't do anything that's new to them or different. Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, I personally hate the grocery shop, right? Like I don't like it at all. So when I would get shopping orders, I'd be like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Um, and when I started to do them, I realized, well, one, I actually do like it because I turned it into a game, right? I now am on a scavenger hunt and I am racing against the clock. Well, that's why we have big oars, right? I'm competitive. So that's how I made it fun for me. And then I learned how much money I could make at it. So get out of that like little square you have in your head and, and try new different things. I know so many drivers who are like, I'm not going to shop. I'm like, okay, you keep declining it. I'll keep doing it. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? I, so there's a question just real quick from Mike Morris. Oh. He says, are your daily um, dollar goals based on your gross or net? I know calculating gross on the fly is hard. Oh, it would be net. I mean, yeah. right? I used to be net. Yeah. Now mine is based on gross. And mine is gross? I, Go ahead. Yeah. Because I, well, I pretty much look at it that I'm writing everything off on my taxes anyways because I didn't pay anything well, ta for taxes well, last year. I, so like, <laughs> like, he, like, um, like Mike's saying is um, the it, gross is hard to calculate. I used to just say I'm going to spend this much a day on average. Well, I come to find out that there's days I'll spend much more than that. And then there's days I don't spend even part of that. So it wasn't really an accurate average. So I basically, every time I spend something or buy something, I subtract it from what my goal of the day is. And I found that I'm actually achieving my goal more often. And, you know, you yeah. say you make $250 in a day, but then you go spend 150 of it. You went home with a hundred bucks. You feel like you didn't even accomplish anything. But if you pay attention to everything you're spending in the moment, you know, those little things will add up. You want to go get a coffee. You know, you want to go to a gas station and pick up a snack or go into the grocery store or go to a restaurant. All those things throughout a day are going to add up and add up. And, you know, I'm not saying to keep, you know, take a chart and keep track of everything. But just once in a while, it's a good idea to just kind of see what, what is, are you spending on an average in a week. On a yeah. day, you know, some days I notice if it's colder or warmer, the cost may be different too. And I even factor my gas in there. And I, after I started factoring even gas, you know, you, you, you can really look and see, it's like, wow, I actually spent that much money, but then it makes me look at it differently. Now I want to make this much in a day. I want to make this much in a day. So I have to make more than that in order to get that. Now, when I talk about my earnings or whatever, that's usually based on that. Yes. You know, but in reality for myself, keeping track of, I keep track of it based on our gross. So Can I answer about guys... the mistake? Yeah. The biggest mistake. Um, I think the biggest mistake that people make other than the thing about areas, like not wanting to travel to another area and try out another zone and stuff. Other than that, what other people said, 
is that thinking you work for these companies, oh, right? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. thinking that you're a, an employee of Uber or you're an employee of DoorDash. No, you're you're your own employee, and you're do you you are using these apps as a tool to give you gigs. Right. And you get to pick what gigs you want to do. So like and you might have to play certain games and certain apps like the acceptance rate game. If you want to stay top dash and maintain your priority on DoorDash, yada, yada, yada. You might have to do that to play some certain games on your apps. But you do not work for these companies, you know. So like uh, when you think of it like that, it makes it easier to like decline bad offers and stuff like that. At, at what point do you guys just say enough is enough i'm on assigning the order it depends on the value of the order i guess can you can you elaborate on that yeah so like let's say you accept an order that's going we'll call it two miles that's paying ten dollars you've been waiting five minutes and you're kind of starting to think okay like at what point am i leaving without this order like what, well, basically what I'm looking for is like your thought process with unassigning. Well, As my wife said, how rude the staff is. That, that's what <laughs> I was going to get at. That's what I was about to say. Like, it depends on the establishment. Like, if I'm in there and it's comfortable and everybody, first of all, if I walk in and you greet me, I'm okay. But if I walk in and you look at me like I'm small, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm going to unassign it right away because I know what your attitude is. Like, I don't, I don't. If I stay in there more than four, five minutes, I'm already invested. So nine times out of ten, I got to stay because I'm already yeah. done wasted five minutes of my time. But if I'm in there and I walk in and the attitude is bad, I'm off the door. I don't, I'm not because he's going. I don't want to argue with you, make your day even worse because what you're going through has nothing to do with me. And then I might be missing that lopper, as y'all call it, that lopper that I took. I, 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 I could have by taking this ten dollar order. Yeah, it's, but it's basically the staff, the merchant, and how the employees treat me when I walk through the door. I make uh, if my CR is where like is higher than like ninety five, and it's the end of the month, you know, or uh, or whatever, uh, or it's the beginning mm -hmm. of the month or whatever. I uh, I decide whether I'm gonna unassign the order, how long I'm gonna be before I ever enter the store. And I go by the time. So like for like $10, right? Since I want to make like 25, 30 bucks an hour, I would go a third of an hour. I want to spend 20 minutes on this order max, right? Two to two miles would be like two minutes of driving, maybe three. So I, I have 17 minutes basically that I would wait on the order for $10. Maybe if like you said, the restaurant seems like they have things in, in process, you know, but uh, if, and then I would ask for an ETA right when I get there and probably try to unassign the order right away. If it was looking like if it was taking longer now, than that. Or... Now all of you guys are in the LOP program, right? Yeah. Yes. So you guys have to maintain a certain, um, Right, in order to stay in the LOP. So you ever get to like 95%, you're like, oh man, I can't, I have to stick this one out. Only only in the end of the month. I have one <laughs> and I didn't like it. I mean, I like right it. now, mine's 692% completion. That's too high. So, yeah. I do, I do got one more thing to say. If it's a plus sign, I'm just going to shut up and be quiet. <laughs> that, that, okay. <laughs> One of my I'm gonna sign a plus sign. I don't know the no, exact I got, number off the top of my head, but my highest paying DoorDash order was like $190. It came in as $42 plus, and it was Chipotle. 
Now you ask how long am I willing to wait? I waited two hours for this. I order. remember that. Something remember told me that. not to leave. Gut, I, I'm going to have to say it's gut feeling, really. The staff were not the nicest in the world at all. They never are. They didn't even put it in boxes. It was all loose bags. It was uh, like 300 burritos. Whoa. And they made it when I got there. Did not have it ready. <laughs> when I go to deliver, something's telling me to hold on to this order. I after I deliver it and I hit the complete delivery and it goes up to almost hundred and ninety dollars. I'm like, okay, then well, it's that worth weight it right was there. well worth it. <laughs> like, I'm not even pissed off at the staff home. anymore. The order, yeah, came right? in, I didn't turn the app off, and the order came in as I was heading home. I was already four miles outside of the zone. Forgot to turn it off where the yellow bars at the top of the DoorDash app saying you've traveled outside of the of the zone. And I had to turn around and drive all the way back to do this order that came in. It was, I mean, at the $48, it was our, I think it was like $3 a mile, maybe. I mean, I was a little distance away. So, I mean, that was a drive. But then after I did it, it was well worth it. But then I've unassigned after five minutes waiting on a Buffalo Wild Wings order because the staff didn't even want to, they kept, wanting to go play on their cell phone and i knew the uh, yeah. was never coming so i don't you know you ask that I, I waited two hours for a chipotle order that paid like that so, i didn't know it was going to pay that till after i've got i got another quick tip for you guys anybody in the chat so uh, something that i found works well when you're waiting at a restaurant if you say realistically how long is the wait just adding yep. the word real realistically almost always gets me an honest answer. That's what so. I do every time, pretty much. I I I I try to like go in there and say how long is it going to take realistically, or like like you're saying, like or try to say it real soft, like. And they if they say five to ten minutes, I'm out of there. And on the smaller <laughs> orders, you know, because <laughs> I know that means fifteen minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Cody, was that your biggest order you've ever done? On DoorDash, yes. My okay. biggest I've ever done was close to four hundred dollars on Curry, and it wow. was an over. I had to. I picked it up at six around five thirty at night, and I had to deliver it by at seven a.m. the next morning. So they paid me to hold it overnight. Cody, weren't, wasn't that the same day as the Chipotle order? Yes. Yes, it was. The day I delivered yeah. that order, wow. I and then I where I, I went to a different zone. I was, you know, working there for a little bit. And then I came back to, into my normal zone. And I figured, oh, let's just turn it on and see what happens. Declined a few junk orders. And I like, you know, I, I'm going home, you know. I, when I went home, on the way home, that's when that Chipotle order came in. And it, I was like, this is too good to be true type order. And it, it was it, to me. It, <laughs> it, and then today, or not today, it was two days ago. I'm right by Chipotle again. And they send me, and I wasn't even trying to get an order at 945 in the morning of all. And I go wow. deliver it and it's paying me like 160 bucks. And it just went a couple miles though. And it was like they're carrying the boxes to my car for me on that one. That's so crazy. it's a hit and a miss between things like that. Something could be ready like 
just like that. And then the next day it could be a two hour wait. But I, I, I still lean towards gut feeling and the way the staff treats me. So this is going to be my next question for all of you guys. What is the biggest order each one of you guys has ever had? For me, it was also Chipotle. It paid, I think the total payout was $109. And that day I had two loppers back to back. So I think I made like about $160 in an hour. Damn. On DoorDash, I think it was $70 on a sushi order. Ooh, impressive. My biggest DoorDash order was $122.50. It was a shopping order, 52 items at a grocery store. I got the shopping done in about an hour. It took like 20 minutes to check out and 15-minute drive awesome. maybe. So, yeah. $100 tip, $22 base pay or whatever. That um, customer knows nice. what's up. Exactly. Nice. Boots, but it, what about it, you, it was funny, right? It came across as $121.50 plus, right? So like DoorDash is the only app that can make you let feel let down over a $100 tip, right? Because it only went up $1. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I was like, well, how much is this going to go up? $121 plus? <laughs> My my excuse me, mine was a hundred. It was two hundred and eighty dollars. It was a shopping. Oh. It was a shopping order. Um, it was a it was during Christmas of twenty twenty one, and um, I took it. If I accepted it for a hundred and ten, about a hundred dollars, and um, I shopped it to have four buggies full of stuff. I pulled up, started unloading it. They got like my wife in his boot. You know, he saying the words and stuff. He handed me some money, and I didn't really pay attention to it. Got in the car, it was 150 bucks. Damn. Wow. And then he then he tipped me on the app 30, so it came out to 280. <sighs> yeah. Man, there's some customers that just make it all worth it. Do you yeah. ever feel like at that time when someone tips you that well, like you should go back to the door and like say thank you? I tried to, but like, but the, the ironic part about it, I tried to go back, but they live in an apartment where you can't go. And then once you leave, the number goes away. You can't text them or nothing. But I know them. It's it's it's, it's Tom and Gretchen. I know them because they I deliver to them all the time. Oh, next I never time forget I, my high tip for customers. Yeah, the next right. time, yeah. next time I, next time I, seen him, I was like, thank you, I appreciate it. And yeah, they always tip well though. They always do it. But that day was like, whoa. I also That's had a awesome. um, also had a two hundred dollar order for six bottles of champagne. Nice. It was a bachelor bachelor party, and they ordered six bottles of Dom Perignon. The receipt came out to fifteen hundred dollars, and they gave me two hundred bucks. Man, talk about was, expensive and, and, taste. And, like, and I bought that, at, and I bought the Dom Perignon. I, I bought the Dom Perignon at Safeway. I bought wow. it at Safeway. Yep. That, that's like the kind of moment where I'm always tempted to be like, hey, uh, can I come hang out? I've been asked to <laughs> hang out with people. I've been asked to, I've been asked a lot of stuff. I just decline it because I don't want to take the chance on ruining what I got. That's fair. I've never done it, but 
They've never been curious, cute. Were, so. they, were the associates at the store like, um, you're buying five no. bottles? <laughs> no, it was six. It was six. The, the lady was so like, she started to be, you know, I walked in, I was, you know, shopping. And she was like, you know, they, cause they had to keep the last three in the back. She running around acting like they didn't have it. But the store manager, I knew, and I had seen him. I'm like, look, she's been looking for this order, these last three bottles for like 20 minutes. Can you help me? And he like, they right there in the office. When the office got the last three bottles and help me get out of there but she she didn't want to sell me she didn't want to sell me the last three bottles i don't know why but she had an attitude but i'm like i'm look i'm i'm not leaving the guy want the the um the order i didn't know it was gonna be two hundred dollars but you want the bottles i'm gonna get it yeah so i think uh we're about ready to wrap up here um so uh, we forgot to mention this in our last show so for the time being we are going every other week so there will be no show next week, but you can catch us the following week. And then we're going to follow that pattern for the time being. Um, let's let's go in line and uh, have everybody kind of wrap up and remind people who they are and you know where they can be found. So, uh, Gagan, let's start with you. I think you're muted, my friend. Yeah, muted on my mic. Uh, so, yeah, I'm Gigan. Gigan the Great North on YouTube from Minnesota. Um, working on paying down $500,000 in debt and we're hopefully start actually making content here regularly. It's a good niche to be in. Boots. I am, I am Boots at Dash of Life Hawaii. I am the 114th. I'm just going to say I'm the six-figure dasher. Um, I can be found on Instagram at Dasher Life Hawaii. I can be found on TikTok at Six Fig Dasher. I can be found on Facebook at Six Fig Dasher. Aaron Ronald Seals for Life Coleman. And I also can be found on YouTube at Dasher Life Hawaii. Um, I have a mag- I have an article dropping. I have two articles coming out, but I have one coming out. December 7th in the Hawaii Business Magazine. And I have another one coming out in January for delivery drivers of Hawaii. I have two podcasts coming up. Um, One's December 7th and one is December 18th, I do believe. The one December 7th is with the Rideshare Rodeo. Okay. All right. Those are, oh, and I'm gearing up. Well, I'm already geared up. We'll be doing 20 hours on Saturday. It's time for war. Let's get it. (laughs) All right. Dashing Felon. I'm the Dashing Felon. Uh, I'm an ex-con gig delivery driver. I'm an ex-addict too. And I uh, now I just do gig work full-time. I also do YouTube. I I, I can be found on YouTube if you go at Dashing Felon or just search the Dashing Felon. You'll be able to find me. I do ride-alongs and I go a lot on live with all these guys all the time. So, um, and that's about it. All right, Cody. And I'm Cody. You can find me typically over at Gig Wars. And if I, I'm just always out working. Typically paying off debts, doing all that. And I enjoy time with my wife and stuff. A lot of times we're out there together. Sometimes we're doing our own thing. You know, always fun and stuff. 
All right. And uh, Red. I am Red. You can always find me at the Gig Wars official channel. Um, we also launched a new channel, Gig House Official. Um, we'll tell you guys more about that later. Um, I sure would love for everybody to come hang out with us this weekend and cheer us on. It will be a lot of fun. I promise you, you will hear a lot of cursing, swearing, jokes. Um, you will see us doing orders we would never normally do just to get it in. And uh, there will be a lot of laughs. So please come hang out with us. Cody, what time are we going to be starting that stream, you think? Like, right. Eastern, maybe? Either that or even earlier. Yeah, so we'll post what time it'll start. But, um, yeah, we would love for everybody to come hang out with us. Gig Wars Official. It's available on iOS and Android. If you want to challenge somebody that you know, like I can make more money than you, and they're like, no, you can't, there's a way to put it to the test. Zach, you're going down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kim. All right, we'll see. So I want to thank uh, each and every one of you for joining us tonight. Uh, the The knowledge is incredible. And, uh, you know, thank you. You guys seriously dropped some, uh, some knowledge bombs on us. So thank you so much for uh, joining us tonight. And everybody in the chat, thank you for being here. We appreciate you. Uh, so we will not see you next week. We will see you the following week. Thank you guys so much for having us. Really yeah, thank you. Right. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you very much. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys.